Go Deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support and remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. I am John Nothing Doe, and it matters to me, maybe not you. Just a friendly reminder, folks, we have gear on the store. That's at teespring.com. Look up GDP. We got face masks. We got hoodies. We got the new hoodies. Not woodies, hoodies. With that being said, not the hoodies or the woodies. On today's show, we have one of our favorites back on the show, Motorsports Mofo. How are you, buddy? I'm uh, fresh out of jail and glad to be here. Well, that means that uh, you're definitely not looking for lube and maybe a diaper because you're going to shit yourself, but that's not (laughs) the topic of discussion today. (laughs) I am always ready for it, John. You know that. So not the uh, not the lube though. <laughs> oh wow, you like it dry? I get it. Oh Jesus, <laughs> go deep. Uh, so today's show, we're going to be focusing on something that's in your genre. Of course, it's uh, top five car movies, and these aren't necessarily car enthusiast movies. But I know for you, being a car enthusiast, they will probably pertain to that. You know, obviously, um, everyone you know, when you compile any list whether it's, you know, top five uh, or top 100 rock bands of all time or, you know, top 20 sports teams. There's, there's always going to be a back and forth and a uh, disagreement. And I love it. I love, you know, I know as an example, you know, some people are going to say, oh, well, Le Mans has to be in your top five. It just has to be. And other people are going to say, oh, no, it, it has to be. You know, it, I think it all depends on when you were born, what you got into. But, yeah, like I've compiled my top five. Okay. and uh yeah, we're just going to roll with it. But I do, I definitely agree that there's probably going to be some people that are going to be very subjective to that and and uh, say, oh, wait a minute, you, you missed one here. How did you put that as number one? So I, I always uh, I welcome any feedback and commentary people want to give too. But yeah, yeah just pile up my five and I'm ready. So let's, uh, let's tell everybody at home, you can always reach any of us on all forms of social media. You go under Motorsports Mofo on Instagram, right? Yes, sir, I do. So reach out and tell him how much you think he is a fool or how much you agree with him. And I'm sure he would greatly appreciate the feedback one way or the other. You will definitely get a reply. <laughs> so for me, my top five is going to be something of question. It's going to be questionable. And the reason I say it's questionable is because my experience with mechanical stuff is very limited. And you can tell by the way I speak that it's very limited. And that's okay. We're not all supposed to be uh, mechanically inclined, I don't think. I think that when it comes to movies, John, every like whether you're mechanically inclined or not, I think movies are supposed to be entertainment. Yeah, and uh, you know you can you can definitely always just look at them and, and enjoy them. I just think um, for someone, someone like yourself, need... it would be like you would see when someone's doing something wrong, whether they're tightening up a, a bolt wrong or you're putting in the fuel injector wrong, or they're just you know the amount of detail that you like pay like the amount of time you need to pay attention to the amount of detail you need to do with do, dealing certain things in cars. And how, like, you know, movies, it's kind of like, well, he's fixing the car, but he's having a serious conversation with Donna about her boobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nowhere to go from here. That is, Nowhere went wow. down. <laughs> and Donna, on... if you're listening, thank you very much for listening. I don't even know who the fuck Donna is. I just said her name. Nor do I, but it sounded good. If there is a Donna <laughs> out there, then maybe she's uh, feeling we called her out now. So <laughs> There you go, Donna. We name dropped you, even though we don't know who the fuck you are. But moving on. 
Okay, so top five list, and because I'm always a gentleman, please, would you start with your fifth or your top five? So this is tough, and the reason this is tough is because I'm, I'm an advocate of only going with, with five, and I don't like to use special mentions or any of that. So I want to say that a lot of these were, were based on how I remember them as a child growing up okay. and what I feel they have done for me as a auto like motorsports enthusiast. Makes sense. So okay. number five, I'm going with Fast and the Furious. The, the very like the very first one, the 2001. Nice. Um, Paul Walker yeah. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, um, the iconic, you know, Toyota Supra, the Dodge Charger. Yes. I'm not sure about yourself, but at the time I was in high school. Um, I was, what, 16 when this movie came out, and I never forgot. You know, I at the time I was dating a girl, and the deal was, well, I had to go see... Oh God! I think it, I want to say it was like I do see Sweet November, total chick flick. Actually, it was pretty or, good considering it was a chick flick. Moving anyway. on. <laughs> wow. Wasn't that anyway. one with Keanu Reeves? Am I wrong? He was like fall. Oh, he like he had some like, he had some cougar trying to teach him how to love someone, and then he fell in love with her and found out she had cancer, and she tried to fuck off, and they ended up getting married or something goofy. Maybe John, not. you're scaring me a little bit. <laughs> it's the only one of these so- types of movies I actually enjoyed, and I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I remember having to go see this chick flick in order. Then the deal was, then she would go with me to see Fast and the Fierce. And I remember like, I don't even remember anything else other than like this film, you know, from that, that little time period and, and dating this girl. And um, so it really reflected on you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was definitely more into cars than, uh, than anything else at that time and for me you know there would obviously other been other car movies that had come along a little bit before them but like i feel like when fast and the fierce came out it really captured the whole street racing thing it captured the important tuner thing and that was really you know hot at the time uh body kits and all that but then also for the muscle car guys and i always grew up as a, a kid that was in the muscle cars and to have like an iconic you know muscle car like the dodge charger there yeah um it just you know i i just remember I remember watching like the, the trailer for it and they showed this charger launching against the Supra and it's doing a burnout while the front end is lifted in the air. And right off the hop, I mean, anyone that knows anything about cars or racing, I remember thinking, well, that's inaccurate, but it still looked cool as hell. Definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? So if anyone's wondering is obviously if, if the car, if the front end of the car is lifted like that on a launch, you're not still spinning the damn tires. So that's just, or getting the tire smokes but but i remember watching the trailer for the fast and the furious and just like i've got to see it and i think i saw it in theaters like four times oh wow something crazy i remember leaving the the theater parking lot and i mean everyone and their brother was like just total burnouts as they were leaving got like you could hear it out on the highway instantly because the highway was right next to the theater and it just absolutely iconic to me in terms of it may not have one would definitely argue is it the best film ever made no you know, we'll be honest. I mean, it was inspiring, I mean, though. Oh, damn. Absolutely inspiring. I think it, it created, like, a cult following. I mean, what are they, up to nine now? I mean, yes. you know, obviously, Paul uh, Paul Walker is unfortunately no longer with us. But God I mean, I think, like, soul. yep, absolutely. You know, did not see the demise that Paul would ultimately meet. That that was, that part there is obviously tragic. But I think the way that, they, that they've been able to carry the franchise on, I mean... How like for me anyway as a younger person, how could I not compile a list and not mention Fast and the Furious? And again, 
Um, it did make me have to really pick and choose some very iconic yeah. car movies and car chase films and such like that. But you know, I, I had to go with I had to go with one that again, this is how what I grew up with and how I sort of look at the hobby, right? Well, I, I, I agree with you on this movie, except I don't have it in the same placement in my order. This actually, the 2003 version, I believe this is, of Fast and the Furious with Paul Walker was my number two. And reason being is I, I, I mean, not being necessarily a car enthusiast like yourself, I can't help but to get excited when you see, you know, import cars or even muscle muscle cars just, you know, tuned up to the point where they're at their best performance and just watching people race them in the the storyline, like you said, wasn't like, you know, A plus, but it was definitely intriguing enough that I wanted to see more. And I felt like Van Diesel and Paul Walker really well, worked well together. And like the knowledge, I guess, they gained for that movie, you know, really showed. And, you know, obviously things are going to be inaccurate when they're doing stunts or just doing shit to make it look cool. But I definitely was a fan. But I also was a fan of the last uh, Fast and the Furious with, you know, Van Diesel and The Rock. And obviously understanding that those two don't get along outside of their professional relationship. And I think that just helps to make the whole franchise interesting because you want to see if they're going to fuck each other up before the movie comes out. But <laughs> that's a, that's another story for another day, I think. I didn't actually realize that they, they did not get along outside of the... Uh... No, I think, you know, with Van Diesel being the OG member of Fast and the Furious and The Rock coming in there and being coming like, you know, he's one of the richest male actors in the world and he's very um, probably outspoken, you know, from his either his wrestling background or just, you know, who his personality is in, in terms of the amount of effort and the amount of work he puts into everything he does, whether it's the gym or his acting career. So I think, you know, they had differed on professional opinions on how things should be going. And, you know, that that's going to affect people when, you know, someone's like, I've been here since the beginning and you kind of showed up like, you know, four movies in, not including any of the Tokyo Drifts because I've never was a fan of the Tokyo Drift. It looked cool. I just never could get into it. But yeah, that was that was my number two. Asshole. Okay. Thanks for taking it. <laughs> well, it's what I uh, do best. I disrupt. I like it. Now that you dropped your number five, and I've dropped my number two. I'm going to drop my number five now. My number five, oddly enough, you're going to be like, what? What are you talking about? But you got to look at this as the big, the big picture. And every time this movie or this franchise drops, the first thing everybody looks at is the car. And they don't call it the car. They call it the Batmobile. I know. Batman. Right? So you're like, okay, well, I don't understand. The Batmobile is iconic. I mean, anytime you see that movie, you know, whether Christian Bale is driving one that looks like almost like a big wheel. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what you call yep. it. Like an all-terrain vehicle with special abilities or you go back to the original with Michael Keaton as he was Batman or, you know, you know, whoever was Batman before Christian Bale, you know, the vehicle always had this standard look and you have people even in Ontario driving by. And I think they're using like old Chevy Impalas or, um, I think they were using like an old Pontiac frame, like an maybe old a Pontiac, Pontiac frame, yeah. Now, are we talking like the, the 1960s Batmobile George uh, Barris? No, I'm talking like the Batmobile from, uh, the original like Batman with Michael, yeah, with, uh, Michael Keaton, yeah. You got, this is the thing, though, John. I mean, when you're going to call me out and say the original Batmobile, I mean, we got to uh, be crystal clear. Listen, I was born in 82, so the way I figured anything before that it wasn't original. <laughs> it's not even... Your heart is going to be dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, no, nothing was around before I was born, apparently. No, I'm joking. I, I recognize that vehicle. To me, that was uh, less realistic than the Batmobile you see in the Michael Keaton Batman or even the Batmans after that. 
to me. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Hollywood is always looking to push the envelope, too, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that vehicle is my number five on the list because I I always loved the Batmobile. I've always loved what kind of, you know, cool gadgets or, you know, uh, weapons. And even, like, um, in the 1989 version of the Batmobile, how, like, you know, the Joker and his minions kind of, like, rip it off and screw with its systems and it's always like very high tech and it's just very cool i know that like you know you have the knight rider but knight rider was never was never my thing and once again i think that was before my time anyhow you know and a little off the record but just i know we have in previous other podcasts talked lego and i know there's a lot of lego followers out there in general that are big into their lego with adults and children but i know lego has now got out a version of the i will say the original in terms of 1989 Batmobile, but not, I don't mean the original in terms of the George Barris one. Well, we'll say original first movie. 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 The movie original. And then there's a TV show original, I guess. This thing is like, I think I've read like something like 3,300 pieces, right? What? I know. It's crazy. But I just, just it goes to show you though that the, again, the Batman franchise, the Bat, like those cars, um, how it has essentially created such an iconic or a cult following. That, you know, Lego, as a company, you know, decided, hey, there's obviously a market for this. Absolutely. We're going to, you know, we're going to go out and, you know, design and build this thing. Or, you know, and yeah, so I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you credit there. Okay, okay. So let's hear your number four now that I've uh, had a lot of people's ears burning or they're yelling at their uh, iPhone or their Samsung. About- yeah, so, um, I'm, again, depending on your, your age demographic or anything, you're going to be either yelling at me and saying you're absolutely crazy mofo or you're gonna be saying yeah okay you know because again i know there's some very iconic ones i did leave off the list and i'll I'll explain that at the end but okay um my number four is gone in 60 seconds and i'm not talking i'm not talking the nicholas cage angelina jolie i mean i do have to say though i mean i'm sure a poster of her was on every you know middle school guy's bedroom door wall whatever ceiling she uh slid her she was like cutting herself with Billy Bob Thornton and making posters. What? Uh, yeah, it's you, another you always story. seem to bring you always seem to bring the negative back out. It's not um, negative. Like it's just weird. That's all I was trying to bring. I, I'm only fucking. Yeah, no, I, I fully understand. But uh, so I, I liked the original Gone in sixty seconds, and uh, it was based on still a Mustang. Okay. They still called her Eleanor, okay. but it was seventy three, or as I'd have to fact check but it was something like it was in 1972 but it had been rebodied or something as a 73 okay but it was basically last of the big mustangs before you know ford really went off the deep end and started making the mustang too and some weird you know fuel crunch style cars yellow oranges uh, 1973 mach 1 absolutely beautiful car chase film poor car took such a lamb based i think they went through a two or three that they they went through that just got absolutely pummeled but yeah great car chase film i would rank it up there with bullet in terms of the the quality of the car chase there's a lot more damage that this mustang took on um and it's a lot more of a, a lengthy car chase without the repeating of seeing that same Volkswagen that we see Steve McQueen driving past numerous times, right? <sighs> so that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, like for me, my I, I got to go with the Gone 60 Seconds, but the original one. And nothing wrong with the remake, but um, I, I, like the, I like the original Gone 60 Seconds. And obviously it was made before my time, but I, I just absolutely love it. I absolutely, like I grew up as a kid, like, you know, reading, oh, there was another Gone 60 Seconds prior to this remake, I'm like, oh, okay. And I looked it up, got the DVD at the time, the things at the time when we were kids were on DVD. Okay. And uh, 
I mean, God, I don't know how many times I've watched it now, but I love it, you know? So the one that you're talking about is 1974, so I think that's what you said, if I remember. It was like, it was early 70s, as I recall, that it was released, as I recall. Yep. And oh. it was based on a 73 or a 72 Mach 1, but I understand it was something like, the, it was the year before's model, but they re- there was some changes type thing to, to make it look like a 73. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because I also have gone 60 seconds on my uh, list. And you're but, a smart man then. But mine was the June 9th, 2000 version with uh, oh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, too Angelina. soon. <laughs> no, no, I think you're right. I mean, obviously, Eleanor was that Shelby Mustang and Nicolas Cage. I thought Nicolas Cage played that, that role really well. I mean, obviously, not seeing the first one to be able to compare really. But, it's, it's hard to compare the two in the sense of, I mean, you, you're obviously dealing with much fresher, more crisper graphics in the in the remake. But I just think like the car chase, you know, in the, the first one to the remake, I think the car chase is better in the first one. Because in the remake, you know, he does all this miraculous things with the car, jumps it, does this and that. And the car, you know, being a subframe car seems to miraculously hold together. And at the end of it, all he's got is like a, a passenger mirror or whatever hanging off the side. And that's where, like, again, and recognizing it's obviously it's Hollywood and that you've got to take things and leave and whatever. I'm a little bit too picky, but I guess that, that's where I would pick the original. But I do have to say the remake was, you know, good storylines. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some, there were some actors in there that, frankly, I had no idea, like, who the hell they were prior. You and know, they turned but out to I, be pretty big afterward. Oh, yeah, and then some of them I realized they had done other movies. I just didn't previously connect the two, right? But I know his, uh, Nicholas Cage, I can't even think of the actor's name, but his brother, his little brother in the movie. I've seen now him in other movies and so on and so forth. And obviously Angelina Jolie went on and Nicholas Cage. Is it Robert Duvall in there, I believe? I believe. Anyway, but just, you know, it was a good film. So nothing wrong with there. And it's just when I'm asked to compile a top five, it's like, I, you know, I had to start getting a little bit more picky, both with myself and with how I would look at it if I was uh, if I was grading the films. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And obviously, with you having a more mechanical background, I can see how you could appreciate the original because there'd be more muscle opposed to being more computer and weird stuff that they had to do in order to make it more flashy. Right. Absolutely. So with that being said, obviously that was my number one, but that's okay. I don't care. It doesn't have to be in a perfect order for me. But uh, yeah, so number one was Gone in 60 Seconds, the updated version. And then my number two was Fast and the Furious with the 2003 version. And then for me, my number uh, my number five was Batman. My number four is another movie that really doesn't make sense when it comes to car enthusiasts. But I, I guess it does because it's a niche. It's a special niche. To this day, if you see one of these things driving down the road, you, you're like, oh, you know, where's Doc? And with me being, oh, saying that, yes. it's Back to the Future with a DeLorean. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yep. got to be the most famous car that you don't normally see on a regular day basis. Do you know what I mean? I, I would, I have to 100% give it to you. Um, I couldn't rank it in my five just because of. It not really being know. a car movie. I mean, it, it oh, is, but, you but know it's what, not. Though, you take that DeLorean out. I mean, what what is that movie without the DeLorean? How many times they reference the DeLorean even when they're not driving? And how many different advancements they did with the DeLorean? Like there yeah. was the uh, the gasoline DeLorean, then you had the DeLorean that ran on um, food, like compost foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you had the electric one, the one that got powered by electricity. You think about it too, though, Don. It's like you don't hear them saying, you know, we have to get back to the Buick. We yeah. have to get back to the, the Ford. You know, it was the DeLorean. It was as if, I mean, John DeLorean was, you know, very eccentric in him, himself and, you know, like very yeah. Hollywood, if you will. And I mean, again, I just, 
growing up with Back to the Future, I couldn't imagine them having anything else but a DeLorean. When I think back about it, I mean, maybe, okay, a Brooklyn. Anyone that is not familiar with Brooklyn, I believe it was made in Nova Scotia. Okay. I have to look it up. It was down east. Uh, it was powered by a Ford engine, like a 351 or something, or a 302. I'd have to look that up. But anyway, it also had gullwing doors, and uh, but it was Canadian. Version. Okay. And so, I mean, again, I guess like we're so used to also saying you know, the DeLorean, to all of a sudden say, oh, we have to get back to the Brooklyn. It wouldn't sound the same. But I mean, also, we've for how many years and how much we grew up with it, knowing the DeLorean, that's probably also part of the problem. But I just couldn't imagine anything else in that thing. You know, when you're a kid and all of a sudden, whoa, the doors go up different. And, oh, look at this and that. And, I mean, in all reality, the car was, I think, a little bit of a blunder from everything I've read on them. Yeah. But, I mean, still, they're cool as hell, and who wouldn't want to have one, right? So I, I could definitely give you that. I, okay. Well, what is kind of, it's not surprising. It really isn't surprising. But if you look at modern-day technology, there's there's still cars that pay homage to the DeLorean. And the vehicle I'm speaking of in general or is the model y for tesla it's an suv tesla it's an suv version and it has the back doors that pop up like the delorean i don't know i can't remember if the front doors do but i know the back ones definitely go up like that so it's kind of cool it's kind of cool how they kind of pay homage it's almost like elon musk took a second he's like hey let's just pay a little homage to one of my favorite childhood films you know what i mean i think so i i don't know whether he was specifically thinking of that or if he just wants something this is just me speaking from an automotive person i think much like Lamborghini and some of these exotic car companies, I think it was sometimes you do these things just to be different. Yes. And just to get, you know, hey, it's modern, it's futuristic. Yeah, we're going to do gullwing doors on. I mean, you look at, was it the 1955, I think, Mercedes had out a gullwing Mercedes. Okay. I'd have to look it up. I'm not a huge Mercedes guy, but I'm just saying, no, did Elon Musk specifically do that because of, you know, back of the future? I don't know. I mean, we could hypotheticalize he did. But, I mean, again, I, I'm sure that that design... And that, you know, that has probably had influence. I'll say that, that it's probably had influence on designers in the years going forward. I, I firmly believe that John DeLorean was ahead of his time. Definitely. And I think they tried bringing it design back. And it didn't go anywhere. It's, uh, you know, maybe if they made a, an electric version, just for shits and giggles, one more time, let's just try a, a straight electric or EV vehicle that is a DeLorean. And, but the only, the only problem is you can't change how the hood shape is. You can't change how the sides are. It has to be that boxy rectangle because if it's not, You then try it's not. to change it too much and the people that would have been interested in it for either Lost, memory yeah. or just whatever, you start to lose them. And there was always going to be, yes, new people that you will pick up, but you, you got to keep true to the thing. But I mean, no, I, I will say though, excellent movie choice there i will it's not one i would have necessarily put on a list just because the way i have to pick and choose with myself but yeah. definitely i can see where you're coming from i was honestly expecting you to say something about like transformers or something like with the camaro and you know but yeah i'll give you i'll give you that all right all right so now that i've dropped my number four let's hear your next one yeah so my number three days of thunder oh yes tom cruise right and yep tom cruise nicole kidman god like i, I grew up in this movie as a kid i probably watched it God knows how many times. A hundred would be an understatement. This sounds definitely right up your alley, the Days of Thunder. So I like Days of Thunder. I know that it doesn't like specifically just focus on one car. You know, one would say, oh, well, you know, the, you know, the, the 51 mellow yellow car. Others would say, you know, oh, it was when he was painted in the city Chevrolet car. Uh, there, there's always 
you know, but for me, it was just, it was an iconic sort of car movie, a racing movie. And again, I know there's guys that are going to be screaming and saying like, what are you doing? You're comparing this to, to, to Bullet or you're comparing this to Ford versus Ferrari. Then I don't know, guys, you have to understand that I grew up watching this film. And just for me, like, again, a lot of inaccuracies. Anyone that actually follows racing on a regular basis or follows this, especially NASCAR, a lot of inaccuracies in terms. But that was the only way to make the magic of the film is by not being. <sighs> directly accurate maybe well i just mean in terms of oh the way like they red flag things and they this and that and it's like well okay but if you red flag then this would all of a sudden transpire okay if you did this this would all of a sudden you know meanwhile though he's still you know there's other things though that yeah are very accurate i've seen guys you know come into the pits and get spun into their pit stall backwards. And by the rules, as long as the car is within the confines of the pit stall, they can service the car, right? Okay. So I have seen things that, you know, some might be like, oh, well, that's an accurate. No, that's actually real. But then there's, it's just, again, how I pick apart a car movie. It's what I do, though, right? And there's nothing uh, wrong with it. It was a definite Oh, no, no, no. I just mean, hit. like, I, I'll sit there and I'll enjoy the film, but then likewise, I'm going to pick it apart. You have to, right? though, because this is your background. This is your pride and joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so, so, Days of Thunder ranks in my number three. Just a good movie. I've, I've often said I wish they would make a follow-up version. I, I think it's it due for a follow-up. I feel like it is... A modern-day twist of the same thing? Yeah, and I, I know people say, oh, well, they did. They made... Uh, what the hell? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Talladega oh, Nights? Thank you, with Ricky Bobby. <laughs> absolutely Will hate Farrell. that. People are like, you must love that movie. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But that's what they were and going I, for, I think. I, I know, and I think the problem is, is because I'm such a passionate race fan, I watch this and I just kind of I'm offended like you. mocking it mocks the whole sport and it takes anyone that didn't know a thing about the sport now thinks that, that know you know, everything. but again, I take it too seriously and too personally when it gets into the racing stuff. Okay. Um but I mean I have always thought that, you know, it's been enough time now where I think that they could do one on as an example phrase it or name it whatever you want but it's you know the lead up and the the career and then the the ending of dale earnhardt okay or it could be something about you know nascar through the the mid-2000s with the the coming in and the rise of jimmy johnson i'm just thankful that sassy k isn't on here because you know that she'd be like what about alex bowman what about oh alex god bowman? you know she was texting me last night i bet uh, or yesterday <laughs> i should say as we're watching talladega and i do have to say um anyone that didn't get to see that race you gotta check it out that was i was screaming i cashed in rolls of quarters at the swear <laughs> jar like it was just chuck e cheese but uh, i can't swear but fuck <laughs> <laughs> I try I try to keep it together but it usually comes apart. No, she she was saying but no Alex held in there pretty good but I anyway back to the back to the track is pardon the pun. I, I think that you know Days of Thunder is ready for a mo- like if they you know how they're always rebooting a franchise or doing Definitely. a thing and they're like oh 20 years out the person's had a kid or this or that and then this is what's happening i i feel like that there there's room for a mo- there's been enough developing storylines over the years there's been unfortunate deaths on track and things that they could easily craft something together well maybe we'll have to ask the cert- the church of scientology if we can have permission to use uh, tom cruise for a remake <laughs> oh jesus it's a whole other matter that's it Ooh, it's getting warm in here. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so I never asked you for an honorable mention, and that's cool. I have an honorable mention. I have to drop this. You know, this is like Batman where the, it's not 
directly a car, but it's something that kind of brings that same feeling when you watch it, the anticipation, the excitement, right? My honorable mention is speed. And I know it's a bus, not a car. You know, I know it sounds funny. You're all about that Keanu Reeves. I feel like you you were onto that from the sweet November comment. And now all of a sudden it's just like, well, if we're talking, (laughs) if we're talking uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, and we're talking speed, then obviously the driver of of that bus was Sandra uh, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. That uh, what was it? Wildcat. She was called the Wildcat because yep. of her shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, football team. Yes, yes. Uh, so that movie got me excited, and the reason I say it's an honorable mention is because, like, how many times are you gonna see a, a a bus jump from one side of an inter- an interstate or a highway to the other side and successfully make it? being uh ass and heavy right it was a very entertaining movie it was obviously not very realistic but i really don't care i didn't watch it for the values of it being realistic like uh you might there mofo well i mean there's parts of speed where i thought okay i can sort of deal with this i can accept this except the part where they're sliding out through the foot panel at the bottom there was that and likewise I mean, again, you know, it, it's Hollywood. They, they got to make it interesting. Sure. I'm thinking, though, I'd have more, you know, all of a sudden there's no steel girders in this section of the freeway. There's nothing. Like, I understand, okay, maybe they haven't paved this section yet, but it's like there's literally nothing. They just, everywhere else is magically fully complete. Except that steel girders, point. pavement, concrete, everything. It's all there. But then they get to this one little section where it's like everyone seemed to go on break. Well, I think it said road close, and there's just a, a couple pylons <laughs> before they went through. But there was also a ramp set up there, too, which was odd enough. Call it what you will. I just think that was the one thing where I thought, you know, I mean, yeah, like it, it makes for a good trailer and makes for that good scene. But yep. I think that they could have, I don't know, you know, what, whatever. It, it makes for good Hollywood cinema. The fact that we're talking about it all these years later, it's obviously done its job. Well, it also paid homage, and I don't know nothing about buses, but I do know that it paid homage to the GM Fishbowl. And anybody that uh, has ever been on a bus, whether it be in the late 80s, the early 80s, or even the mid-90s, the early 90s, depending on where you lived, has rode on this bus. They've sat their ass on this bus in some way or uh, iteration of this bus. So it's just kind of interesting. It's not, uh, like I said, it's not a car, but it's got that car phenomena feeling. It's got the intrigue and it's a good movie. Hate to say it. I I would still watch it if it was on TBS, the Superstation. So fuck it. Now to talk about my number three, which will be my last one because I've already done this in, in a weird order. Yep. But you've already mentioned it, so I'm going to say it anyways. Transformers. And the reason why I say Transformers is not just even for the movie aspect. And some of you might only be um, familiar with the movie aspect, but the Autobots have been around since the early 80s on cartoon form. You know, where you had Optimus Prime as a truck. You had um, Bumblebee. I, I don't remember Bumblebee so much in the cartoons. I know he was there, but, you know, he was actually a bug. I think he was a beetle from Volkswagen, but I can't remember. As, as I recall, he was a beetle, as I recall. Yeah, right? but they changed it for the movie with the, the amount of money that, I guess, GM put in to help make that movie a reality. Well, and at he the was, time, it was, the Camaro was brand new at the time. Too, yeah, right? and so it makes it perfect like, sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, let's help sell our product by having it in a 60-minute a movie. You know what I mean? Or a two-hour movie. And it, it played out well. And now everybody remembers Bumblebee as being a Camaro now. And it and the nice version of a Camaro. Like, I, I have nothing wrong with the old version. But I like the way that that Camaro looks. It's very sleek. It's very stylish. It's got speed. And you can buy many different versions of it. But the version that they use, obviously, was the uh, the boss version, if you will. 
but that to me is my number three and i'm and i'm fine with that mine mine don't necessarily have to be right on in terms of technical spec no, but again this, this is the thing though where it's going to be different for everyone you talk to again like there's people that i know are just screaming right now how is that not you're not you know yeah how did you have transformers the... or why did you even bring up speed hey, everyone's gonna have a different list and that's what makes it interesting right i mean for me again as i noted at the beginning this is all based on when i was born what sort of spoke to me as a child for whatever reason or, or as a youth you know yep. so with that so my number two And now my number two, there's an original and there's a remake. And which one do you prefer? Well, here's the thing is the first time I ever saw the movie would have been the early 90s. 93, 94 maybe. And I remember seeing it on TV. Didn't know what it was. I think I missed the first five, six minutes. But, you know, it was was a white Dodge Challenger. And uh, for those of you that know I'm going, I'm talking about Vanishing Point. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, is he going? So the the original, yeah. So the original had Barry Newman in it and uh, Azar, and you know, I I remember seeing the original first, obviously. And to me, I mean, the original was just it was phenomenal. But like the storyline again didn't. I don't know. For me, the storyline in the original didn't really do much for me. Great car chase, great movie, like great cult following to follow the movie, but just the storyline didn't really do much for me didn't sort of dare i say romanticize the the need to get across the country you know okay but the remake so the remake was out in like 97 or 98 and um this one had vigo mortensen in it and so this is the same gentleman that starred in uh, lord of the rings um so if you've ever known lord of the rings and you you know vigo then you know so he did a remake of vanishing point in 1997 and basically you know he he's in I can't remember whatever state and he has to make it across the country or three quarters anyway, because his wife is, is dying and she's only got a day or something to live or two days, whatever it is. And he's got to go and he's going along and he, he gets caught speeding and the officer says, you know, he's like, well, officer, you know, I'm really trying to get here. Can't we just, you know, can we just give me a ticket or can we work this out, please? Or whatever. And, and instantaneously, you know, boom, before you know, it, we're into a car chase scene. And, um, you know, but there's some great little moments in there. I won't spoil it, but like, you know, there's some, there's a little line where it always found it humorous where it takes a Mopar to catch a Mopar yeah. and see how that works out. Right. And so there was some really good scenes. Won't ruin it for anyone, but that one was out in 1997. And I like the remake better just because of the storyline. The graphics are obviously a little bit more crisper, a little bit better. But yeah, but De- definitely have it out. Have a have a watch for it. And as I recall, in the original one, watch when the. You know, I can't say anything more because it'll ruin it if you haven't seen it. But at the end, I want you guys to pay attention to the, the wheel when it's spinning. You'll see the wheel of the car spinning. Okay. And when you look at it, anyone that knows cars and is very, you know, I have an OCD for it. So I'm watching it. I remember years and years ago watching. It, I'm like, wait a minute, that that there looks like a GM rally wheel spinning. Oh shit! And you caught a big mistake. Well, the thing is, is it's like to the untrained eye, it's like it's still a white car, and the 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 thing is spinning. But anyone that knows cars really well, Dodge and GM or Dodge and Chevrolet have different bolt patterns: five by four and three quarter to five by four and a half. So the rims wouldn't fit. And when you really investigate it, then all of a sudden you realize actually at the end it's a Camaro. So, but 
like great, great movie, great car chase film. Watch it. And then again, watch that last little, you know, 25 seconds, 30 seconds, and you'll see it. And, you know, if you're lazy, jump on YouTube and, and type it in. You'll, oh, you'll see what I'm talking about. But, it, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it is great car chase movie. To me, again, a great cult classic, huge following. But for this one, I did pick the, the remake. Just, it just, just as a storyline. It, it, spoke, it spoke a little bit more to me, the remake did. Called more. it hokey, whatever, but I think we've all been in points of our life where all of a sudden you have to rush somewhere for whatever the reason. Sometimes it's justified. Sometimes you're just in a rush and you're, you have this damn near say, don't give a shit about anything else mentality other than you need to get there and you are going to do what you have to do. And then I think when you amp it up and think, you know, you've just got a call and it's a loved one, a family member. And, you know, I, I think we would all have a, a point where it's like you would be surprised with what you would do when you are put in the, the point where you have to do something and you are determined to do it. So from that aspect, yeah, really like uh, the remake of Vanishing Point. So Honestly, I put that in as my number two. And there's nothing wrong with that. Have we hit your number one or no? No, sir. We're about to hit it. And this one here is a uh, personal favorite. Grew up with it. Out in 1973. Oh, wow. Right? So way before my time. But I grew up watching this movie. Um, obviously, didn't understand all the humor and didn't understand all the little innuendos and such like that until I was a little older. Keep in mind, I probably would have been watching this movie when I was like seven, eight, nine years old at most. American Graffiti. You know, I never watched that. So give me a what? quick rundown. I know, I know. Before oh, you get all Jesus, deep on me. John. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you got basically a bunch of kids that are essentially about to graduate high school. And uh, they're, they're getting, you know, already they're talking about, you know, going out going their separate ways and you know yeah they say oh we'll be back at christmas we'll be back you know and we'll see you then but it, it, it it's obviously it's a, about you know one last night before type thing cruising around and just just literally cruising there's some drag racing or street racing in it you know some big name actors are soon to be big actors you know you got harrison ford in there and again if you haven't seen it guys i'm not going to spoil it and tell you the whole plot but well worth seeing but it's basically that you know, it's the, the night before you're getting ready to leave for school. And I think everyone has been through it. I mean, in our case, we've all had friends where maybe instead of, you know, having to take a plane to wherever they're going across the United States, you know, they're maybe they're just going down the highway three or four hours. And, you know, you will see them again, but you know, inevitably things will change, right? Definitely. Um, and there's like, if you're in your, there's definitely, there is a number two or a follow-up. So it's more American graffiti. And it's the follow-up of the original, of the first one. So there's like one and two, if you will. But um, yeah, so I went with, I went with American graffiti as my personal favorite. That's a that's a pretty good one. See, I was kind of surprised. I was expecting you to drop this one. And you're going to slap me when I say this, but I was expecting you to drop the Italian job, and only because you have uh, Mark Wanningberg and Jason Statham. And Jason Statham is in the Transporter, and he's also in uh, what is that other one? Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock, which is a spinoff yep. of Fast and the Furious. So I don't know why I'm surprised you didn't drop the Italian job. Well, but I mean, there's two okay, versions like, so of it. I'm not. I'm not even going to classify this as honorable mentions because I mean all the movies that you know we could hype like they're all worth a list it's just a matter of me having to pick up my personal top five i mean as i already said like you got ford versus ferrari and that's a more modern one but again a great storyline right so you got ford versus ferrari you got bullet um another movie i grew up with watching is speed zone and if you haven't heard of speed zone god if you're a fan of a lamborghini countos you gotta check out the movie speed zone and that's it folks (laughs) because i haven't checked it out (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) 
I, wow. You know, I'm very sheltered apparently. Anyway, but you got speed zone and disregard everything that John says because he's uh, you know <laughs> out the line. But you, I mean, you could talk about cannonball one, cannonball run number one, and then you had number two, and then obviously John Candy was in there for speed zone and number, which was essentially number three. It's a follow up. It's about a cannonball run, and these guys are participating in with a Lamborghini. Anyway, there's, there's so many iconic movies and so many sort of ones that have created cult followings and. Um, it, again, Le Mans, another great, like Driven. There's so many movies that are out there. Um, there's Driver, one based on that one's based on the video game that used to be very popular in the PlayStation 1 and 2. Yeah, I remember that as a kid. There's um, the one, set, was it Sent? based on Adrian Senna there. Um, there's so many good racing films or good car. Like, again, everyone is going to have a totally different list. And, you know, this is just based on my personal fave as how I look at as growing up, right? I mean, one would argue that there's so many different ways to look at what, you know, how you would even categorize them under, are some of them more racing films than they are, say, car films. But, I mean, again, this is just how I, what I grew up with and, and what I look at. But, um, I mean, you know, yeah, there's, there's always, room for you know for change and i mean hell like if you guys have the other ones that you personally like yeah feel free to like let me know hit me up and we'll discuss it like we can i can definitely hold my own when it comes to uh, automotive cinema definitely i mean you're, you're well known in the go deep community <laughs> oh wow. wow once again no folks, safe zone here folks <laughs> there's never a safe zone in this on this recording <laughs> remember folks uh you can always buy our gear at the teespring.com store look up gdp Go deep the podcast. We have face masks. We have shirts. We have hoodies. That's pretty much all we're making. Maybe we'll make a pillow for you one day. Who knows? Uh, we're still waiting on the uh, patent for the Sassy K song. But yeah, uh, apparently you know, the graphic. Feel free to pre-order yours today. <laughs> I think the graphic doesn't go that small with the little amount of real estate there is, and it really would be hard to put the hashtag on the back of that. <laughs> hey, look at the clouds over there. Wow, that's nice. Mofo, thank you for being on the show and sharing your top five movies with us. I really appreciate it. John, I have to say, absolutely uh, had a blast doing this one, but thank you again for having me as always. And uh, to all the uh, listeners out there, thank you again for the continued support. And uh, feel free again, as always, as I know you do, reach out and send me messages. Do appreciate it. I do read and uh, try to get back to as many of you as possible. Again, guys, remember to always go deep. Remember. Always go deep. Go deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support and remember, always go deep.